This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Lowell's. My name is Peter Overzet. I'm here with Brian Hooper. I never do intro- proper introductions for this show, Brian. I've gotten sloppy as a host. Uh, I don't think we need them, do we? No, I think at this point people, people know what they're getting. We don't even have people asking us for PGA plays in the chat anymore. They they know the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're going to be disappointed one way or another, so... Yeah, uh, I see you are back in the Chicago Burbs, away from the uh, the lake house. Chicago City. City. Yes. I mean, th- the only signifier I have is beware poker players and loose women. That's how I know. Right. Yeah. Away from the Burbs, back in the city. That's uh, unless maybe that's something you should bring that sign with you. Basically wherever you go, like if, you, <laughs> if you were traveling and you're in a hotel room and you set up to do a show and you just prop it up like on the bed behind you. <laughs> uh, I, it might be worth it for the bet. It might be what? So uh, were you, how long were you living out at the lake house? Is it going to be like a seasonal thing? And now you're, you're back in the city. No, nah, I just driving back and forth whenever I feel like it. Yeah. Nice. How was uh how was your uh your week in in DFS? No, not good. Not good. Yeah, I haven't had really good since week one NFL, and nothing's really going for me. Yeah, yeah, I had uh I bricked last week hard. I felt last week was a was a weird slate for GPP bros. There were it was just so spread out. There were no main leverage points. Every time I lose, I feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> Every time I lose, I'm like that was a weird one. Something was there was something was wrong. It wasn't me. Yeah, this one just, it, it felt different, you know? The the world conspiring against us in our Skolansky bucks that we keep racking up. <laughs> Theoretical. Yeah, like uh, you, you think you're earning Skolansky bucks. You might be just shoving money down the drain. That's right. That's right. I know. I, I think I saw even more so than usual, too. I don't know if if it was specific to this week or if it's just like at that point in the season where – 
we now are four weeks in and everyone who hasn't had a hit yet in GPP starts to like question everything. You know, I saw like way more tilting this week than I think like, I, I think I'm a good player. I haven't won four weeks in a row. Uh, and it's easy for me to say, cause I did have one good week, but it's like, it's four fucking weeks and we're playing tournaments where all the money goes to the top three places. Yeah. It does feel like that though. Kind of the, um, uh, cause it's, it's usually like four times as many players as you're used to or whatever, more than that, even who knows. Yeah. And so you're going to, you're not, it's a lot harder to win just based on the amount of opponents you're playing against. So yeah, football's a, football's a bitch. I needed to bink that. They turned him in that first week and got didn't get lucky. So it happens. It happens. Yeah. I, on my, uh, I was showing on my bankroll challenge show on Monday. Like I had one lineup. I had one lineup that men cashed in the baby spy with like 700 people in it or whatever. And it wouldn't have cashed in any of the other spies because they were all bigger than a thousand entries. And <laughs> again, just go. It's like, it's so tempting to search by top prize pools uh, as opposed to how many entries are in it. But if you are looking for the dopamine rush of actually getting some caches, just keep going smaller and smaller down in field size. <laughs> yeah, it's it's easier because you have less opponents. The uh, And you can go up in money, and that'll be less, uh, yeah. generally speaking. But you, then you're playing against tougher competition. Are you playing any any nosebleeds or mainly just like MME large field stuff? No, I was doing the um, I'm doing the Wildcat every week, um, and then it depends on how they they structure it. So last week they had the what the four thousand four forty four for the high stake milli winner. Yeah, and so I I did three into that. Probably could do a few more, um, but I don't know. I did three into that one and uh, Brick City. Yeah, that's that's where you get your name, right? Yeah, just losing all the time. <laughs> <clears throat> Did I tell you, uh, because you've talked about this before too, about, you know, where where's the threshold for some of these higher buy-in top-heavy contests where it just doesn't make sense to put, you know, to max them out. Um, did I tell you that uh, that Cool Cat NFT contest that uh, one of the Chipotle bros won it and he maxed it out? I think it was like, 29 entries or something absurd into uh into that contest where it was all to first place he did, really they did huh yeah for, for a cool cat yeah the cool cat nft the um not the top shot one but oh. the, like actual little cute cat things uh, oh well, how, how much how much were they how much are they so going they they have like a 15 ETH floor right now i think but the one that matt, matt kalish bought for that contest was more of a rare one um and there's been some insane I think I think it was valued at about eighty to eighty five thousand dollars at the time of the contest. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, but I was just surprised to see Chipotle. Like, I haven't. I mean, I guess I he doesn't have a Twitter presence, so I don't know if he's like in the NFT street or if he just thought like, "Hey, I'm good at DFS. This might be my way to get exposure to one of these." Everyone in the game since who's been like a prominent gambler since two thousand two is in is into NFTs and crypto. Yeah. I just saw today Cole South. I don't know if you the people remember he used to be uh like an online poker player, pretty popular, wrote a book and everything. And yeah. uh he's doing a like free crypto one oh one course or something I just saw on Twitter. I'm like really? Cole Cole South. Well, wow, that's a blast from the past. He was on card runners too, he did some videos there and it is. Why what do you think that I mean uh, 
I guess I'm trying to think it, it makes sense to me that a ton of poker and DFS people would be gravitating to this, but do you have, do you have any other insights on, on what it is about th- these type of people and, and why they gravitate to it? Well, poker and sports betting makes sense because that was the Bitcoin was the workaround. Remember, and then there was Mike on seal with seals with clubs and he was preaching it and, that's and how every, I got everyone, into Bitcoin was because of trying to get money on uh, an illegal offshore sports book. And that was the quickest. There you one. go. Yeah. Yep. They had a whole bunch. And then those, those Bitcoin sports books and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, I think it was all just to try to get around the legislation and, and gamble. Um, and, and, and like, you know, after your, like if it was a sports better, like 2006 was your black Friday and then poker was 2011. And so like at both of those points, then Bitcoin comes around. And you're like, man, this is a pretty sweet solution to our the thing that just ruined our careers, you know? So like even if you're not crazy uh, Liberty bro, you're still like this, this, this could be worth some money. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just that general thing of poker players, DFS, uh, you know, they they're looking for edges. And, you know, the edges get dried up pretty quickly, you know, in, in those efficient markets, poker obviously has gotten very sharp DFS has. So it's like, wow, you don't have to be, the edges are even bigger and the gap hasn't quite narrowed yet in the NFT space with some of these opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you, you know, who knows your, your mind can go crazy. Like the, like, did anyone see the NFT boom coming? Like, I mean, I mean, sure some people did, but like. You just knew something cool could happen with crypto. You just, besides gambling, and well, here's one thing, and the yeah. DeFi stuff, right? Obviously, is another thing that's that's it, pretty fucking huge. I mean, it is like, did you did you get into any of the like shitcoin stuff, or were you always like eyes on the prize, Bitcoin Maxi? No, Ether, Ether, Bit, Bitcoin. I like both of those. But you were um, buying like fucking random ass shit. I yeah, I mean not tons of I mean I bought a lot of Ripple and okay. uh uh I bought I bought some sh- stuff, but only on Coinbase or uh I I never would go into the weeds and like find out the cheapest, you know, newest thing and 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 gamble on Dragon Coin or some shit. You ever get into the privacy coin stuff, the Monero? No, I mean I I've probably owned some Monero and sold it over the years. Yeah. But yeah, and and I'm familiar with it, but it, it wasn't like, uh, like um, this is this is the future or something. Like that. I got da- Dash too. I think Dash is kind of along those lines, isn't it? Dash yeah. something. I remember that one. Well, I was just thinking too about the why like NFTs are like the shit coins, but like completely supercharged because with the shit coins, it was like you'd read these white papers. Maybe there'd be some memes on Twitter. This was even like pre-Discord being like this massive community builder around these things. And so it, it like took a lot for one of these shit coins to really blow up where it's like now it's like NFT projects are like shit coins, but you're like putting all this beautiful makeup on them. You know, it's like, oh, it's so easy to whip up a community. <laughs> it's so easy to like make them look cool and fun. Like it's like they are shit coins, but they're such easier sells and so much easier to market than just pure shit coins are. I see the parallels. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could see the parallels. Like there's, there's, there's some. There's yeah, some more like actual usable things to it. Like it actually, you can see it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Where a shit coin, 
there's just like now no utility to some of them and they're got a lot of them are just gone now but like um yeah i mean like i the, the idea of the altcoins i never thought or the shit coins was like pure gamble to me it's like this is gonna take over bitcoin okay we'll see i don't i don't know about that one yeah but and like, it's, nfts is something different i don't know and I think that concept of, um, you know, say a shitcoin comes out with a fixed supply, let's say it's, you know, 10,000, just like some of these NFT or a lot of these NFT drops, 10,000. Uh, but the, the unique in the rarity game of it is like just so fun for people. And this is a huge thing now that I've kind of dove into doing some of the minting and flipping with the NFTs is like, there's this temptation of the EV move is always to sell before reveal because that's when all of the hype and the FOMO builds up. And then, but then there are people who want to play the rarity game of like, what if, what if I get the one of one? What if I get the one with a top 1% rarity and that's worth a hundred X instead of flipping preview reveal for a two X or whatever. So there's this whole extra layer layer of like uniqueness and gambling that like doesn't exist in shit coins. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that top shot. Like the things that was cool about Top Shot with it too, yeah. And, and people, yeah. people offering different prices on your your coin wouldn't that be cool? Like I have a I have a Bitcoin, but someone's offering me more than okay. Like here, you know, like an auction style on the coins. Like there's so much more to it. Yeah, and that that actually is very helpful too when you're you know like so I, I'm not an NFT whale, so I'm generally buying like somewhere from three to five of a project. And yeah, there are rarity tools and stuff, but you can use the offers as kind of an indication for what's valuable. Like the market helps decide like, oh, this is getting lots of offers. I know that this is my best one or whatever is uh, is interesting. And you see too with like Top Shot why that needs to be something that they have where you can send offers because I, I feel like that's just so important for like a, a healthy, vibrant marketplace to have, you know, bids, offers, you know, posts, like be able to interact with an asset in all those different ways. I thought it was pretty amazing that no matter if if the crypto market overall the coins part was up or down like it was NFTs were still selling and super active you know yeah like like bitcoin has always had this this hodl thing where you know 85% to whatever percent just never sell yeah and like that and I kind of feel it too I don't know about you do you feel this too like I'd much rather you know ship five ETH than, a, than one Bitcoin or whatever, the equivalent Bitcoin. Equivalent, yeah. yeah, I don't want to give my, my Bitcoin away, but like ETH is kind of just like, uh, you know, casino chips or something. Yeah, well, and I think our brains probably get rewired to associate those currencies as different things. Like we've been told over and over, Bitcoin is the store value. It's the digital gold. And so I think we naturally want to hodl it, you know, all these stores, whenever they're like, oh, you should accept crypto. You should do this. Like, even if I discord, I accepted crypto. Now you can pay for a club NGMI hoodie. You can pay for a Lowell's hoodie with crypto through my Shopify account. Not one single person is, does it like everyone thinks it sounds cool to like mm -hmm. be able to buy everything. But especially with Bitcoin, people don't want to give it up. They, they want to use it uh, either to store it or transact in other ways. Except for NFTs. Except NFTs. Yeah, it's in. It's interesting. Yeah, speaking of minting, have you? Had, did you mint yourself a ranger? <laughs> no, I did. But did you see that that uh, that email that he had to send out to everybody? No, no, I posted it in the Discord. Oh, the I must have missed it. Okay, so uh, I'm trying to see if I because I was it. I was gonna I was gonna mint one, but I didn't. I gotta hook up my uh, 
my meta mask. I just, I just have to pull this up. If there's any left, are there any, any even left? I have no idea. I have no idea, but I'm going to share this because this is one of the funniest emails I've ever seen. Happy Sunday, Crypto Ranger family. First off, if you're receiving this email, it's because you're one of the original whitelisters. I wanted to first start off by saying sorry yet again. <laughs> <laughs> Just what an incredible way to start an email to your whitelisters having to say sorry yet again uh that just absolutely killed me uh but yeah uh you should uh you should definitely get one of your crypto rangers i'm, I'm gonna get one why why uh why do you put his name on there like wouldn't it why wouldn't you just have like the company or whoever <laughs> i mean i mean do we really have to ask these questions yeah. Brian? <laughs> so uh i was looking at your avatar on on um discord or i don't know if you changed it to on twitter too is that and I'm trying to guess is I'm looking at OpenSea. Is that a gorilla it, nemesis? It, it, so it is it is a gorilla, but that's not the uh not that's not the project. It's a it's a galactic ape. A galactic ape. Yeah. And are these is that on rarity or anything yet? Um oh, yeah, it is. It is, it is. Yeah. So this was um it was not it was like 10 days ago, last Saturday. Um this was a drop that the club MGMI channel and the deposit kingdom discord was getting very hype about. And I'm still very ignorant with a lot of this stuff I'm learning, but I could just tell from the sentiment that this was going to be a very popular drop. And so I ended up going after it and the project has just done really, really well. Um, it kind of just triangulates everything that's hot right now. The eight bit pixel art, the, the monkeys and everybody seems to love them. So yes, I, uh, I have a few apes and, uh, I made in my Discord profile here. I'll show you my Galactic Ape right here. And uh, yeah, this one, I believe I, what did I do? So this one, I had gotten a rare one in the drop and I sold it for like 1.7 ETH. And so I didn't want to, you know, lose an ape. So I just immediately bought a floor one at 0.78, which is this guy. And uh, the floor is doing well on the apes. That's about two ETH right now. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what would be it would be cool is have you see, ever seen these Wall Street bets websites that track sentiment in Wall Street bets? Oh so, no, yeah, like well, I don't know how they do it, but I'm assuming they like just get keywords for different stocks and then graph it out like how many times it's been a negative or positive post in Wall Street bets. Like this is what they're talking about. That'd be, yeah. that'd be awesome for NFTs. Do it with the uh, deposit kingdom. Well, there's now it's crazy with because there's multiple whales in our Discord that there's this thing called Nansen alerts that I don't fully understand, but they're things that people tail for like whale movement in the NFT space. And like our Discord channel can legit set those off at this point. Like if a bunch of people are like, hey, we're going after this, uh, uh people get the alerts. And so like it's it's gotten to the point where you could just everyone could collectively decide to go after a stupid project, which has happened. And this is, it's not even pumping and dumping. It's just like, literally we're just buying these, but because the alerts pick it up, everyone is like, Oh, this big, this big account bought this. I want to tail it and just see if I can swing trade the price movement. So that in the, I think the data is so good for all of this stuff on the blockchain that just more and more of these tools are popping up that allow people to kind of track that stuff. That well, it'd be tough to track your personal Discord without actually getting in there. I'm assuming, right? But it just like if you knew a couple of the addresses of the bigger whales. Well, I guess then, that's true. 
And that's what people, you know, like some of the big NFT influencers. So the beanie, the pranksies, people just kind of know what their wallet addresses are and then they just see what they're doing. I still think not that we're going to do this, but if we, if we did, it would still have to be in the discord, I think, because yeah. we want to see the build up before people buy it. Yeah. So we want to see, oh, this thing, they haven't bought it yet. Hasn't dropped. Hasn't even minted. They're talking about these gorillas. Ten, you know what I mean? Yeah, you almost need a, I always forget the name of the site that does the ownership projections based on sentiment, like podcast mentions. Yeah, Twitter oh, mentions. what is that called? I know what fan you're talking share, about. Fanshare, I think. Fanshare, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you need something like that to kind of gauge. And people do that a little bit, just looking at like what's trending on the OpenSea market page, uh, homepage and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's wild. Yeah, we need a fanshare for the deposit kingdom. <laughs> That's right. Uh I David Kitchen, we are rent chasing here. I thought you're on vacation. David Kitchen <laughs> wasn't even at the Swolecast today, uh, but you're here. I, my guess is you're taking like a bath right now on on vacation. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Just uh, I don't even remember. It, it, uh, it's irrelevant. I'm just thinking about getting myself a gorilla. <laughs> uh, I would love for you uh, to get a gorilla. Um, it's Mookie says only NFTs I own are shitty ones that I come across scrolling Twitter at 2 a.m. And, and instantly regret minting the next morning. So I like I've been keeping a spreadsheet of my buys and my sells, and I noticed uh, an immediate uh, pattern. And anytime I was not, you know, minting them myself and I was just second guying them off of the marketplace were almost all of my fails, like 90 percent of my losses were just buying something that I didn't get in on the ground floor on. Um, I realize I'm not doing a good job on, on selling you on buying an ape on the secondary marketplace, <laughs> but it is a, it is a word uh, of caution there that uh, you're generally, because people mint these in high volume. So then they have their cost basis and then they're trying to flip um, just to eke out small profits across say 10, 20, a large volume of these. And so then you're buying like the top of their profits. And then there's generally not a third guy wave that's going to come in behind you. Is, th is that getting automated yet? You guys seen that? Yeah. There's all yeah. kinds of bot activity now. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that's what I see with my, like uh, the open C bids I get in my email box. Like you have a bid on, you have a bid on. Hang on. What do you, what do you get bids on in your open C? My purrs and my, oh, I don't how know many, what I have. Wait, how many purrs do you no, have? I, only have I, only, I think I only have one. Okay. I, do, I have a goon. Oh, God, dude, the goons, man. I did just get breaking news. I am in a goon telegram chat. You can now, this is coming from Cal Spears, which is a, a trusted source. He says you can now rename them. Uh, you connect MetaMask, you go to the name, and you can refresh the data on OpenSea. So weekend project, Brian, time to rename our goons. Wow. that's That was what I was waiting for. Do you that know what? what? Okay, how about this? Someone called me Big Meat Pete the other day. You're nice. Big Dick Brick. I think we name our goons Big Meat Pete and Big Dick Brick. Okay. Okay, I could do that. <laughs> the, the gorilla? Maddox <laughs> called me a coward on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this. Because I, I wouldn't put my purr as my uh, avatar. Yeah, there's, I can, I honestly, I love the purrs. I want to evangelize the purrs. I literally can't picture you with a purr avatar. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, he calls me a coward. The, <laughs> maybe I could do a gorilla. That's a little higher T. 
It is. It is much higher T. Just imagining you. Well, it was like when Leone changed his profile picture to the goon. It was just like he got so much shit that he was just bullied to changing it back. <laughs> Manic had a goon for a while. I remember. Yeah. Davis has gone through a few different projects that he's attempted to pump and then got scared <laughs> and aborted on. The pumping, the tout pumping is just, is I love it. I love every bit of it. I, I want to follow more people just to watch what they're pumping. I mean, I, I could give you some, I could give you some accounts to follow. I, I, le I legitimately don't even follow a bunch of them on, on Twitter because it's just, it's so incessant, but yeah, I mean, the, they do legitimately move things <laughs> very quickly, especially with all the kind of limited supply stuff. Like it doesn't take that many people or that many whales to quickly yeah. change the price action. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you're, you're seeing no top in sight. I uh, know. I, every, every day <laughs> I feel like there's a top in sight. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you how distorted my brain is with this stuff. So we're doing, there's these toads, and you stack the toads and you earn uh you earn basically interest on them in the form of these stacked tokens and i literally minted these for like 0.2 eat and i didn't it had gone all the way up one of these stacked toads to 2.5 eth today and my brain was like oh this is going to 100 eth i can't sell and i but i forced myself to sell i like literally for a lot of money and yet my brain got so warped and so caught in the euphoria that you feel like you're going to regret it. And it's like, what is wrong with you? Like, mm. how, how do you not detach from that? I mean, the, the euphoria thing is, is very difficult to pull away from right now. How do you feel? How does the price, the price fluctuation factor into your, your NFT game? You know, cause like, it's like, okay, whatever, two days ago, three days ago, it was like under three grand for one, one ETH. For Ethereum. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of wild, you know, just being in, you know, multiple chats and discords and channels. There's some mention of the price of Ethereum, like, oh, it, it crossed 3,500. But in general, it's not even part of the conversation. It's, it's like the whole great. one ETH equals one ETH thing is basically how yeah. NFT people approach it. It's, it, that's a little strange to me. I mean, I get it. I get it. But I don't know. They're not even maxis, a lot of them. You know what I mean? It's, it's like you'd have to be a maxi, but like it doesn't matter because eventually it's going to be the world's reserve currency. So I don't care, you know? Yeah, but there's like, it is, I mean, we've talked about it before, how different it is in your head. Like, even just doing any transaction, like there was a free NFT mint yesterday, but ended up costing like 0.05 in gas, which I think was like a couple hundred dollars. And if you told me, like you just walked up to me on the street and they're like, all right, I'm going to give you this digital collectible for free, but you got to give me $200 for it. <laughs> I, I would laugh and I would walk away. But yesterday, Brian, I hit that button so fucking fast <laughs> to get my free NFT that was 0 0.05 a gas. Like the my brain is broken from this. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone said that to you in the streets, you're like, please get the fuck out of here. Like if somebody was like, you know, just a normal person, we're like, you yeah, know, can I borrow? Yeah, can I just have, I don't know, 20, 26 dollars? You'd be like, no, I'm not giving you 26 dollars, you psychopath. Yeah. Get away from me. But like 26 ETH, $26 of ETH is just like, whatever, take it, take it. Dude, you'll love this. So that, that free uh, mint I'm talking about, um, it was this guy and the project was called messages. 
And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to butcher how to explain it, but part of the NFT was you could actually go in and alter the metadata. So the message, uh, how it displayed could be changed. So it's kind of like this cool concept. And he he did a limited drop. There was only 500 of them, but he messed up the contract, Brian, to where they couldn't be sold. So, so basically everyone redeemed these free NFTs and then you couldn't do anything with them. Um, so I had very, I had a fun time. I changed mine, Brian, to the text that says you can't sell these. <laughs> and I paid like $75 to process a transaction to be able to change that text. That's the biggest waste of money of your life right there. <laughs> and yet I didn't even think twice. I've spent more on a bit. That's $75. <laughs> well, you turned this into a bit, so maybe you redeemed a, a couple dollars. Yeah. So as you can tell, Brian, uh, I'm I'm pretty far gone down the NFT rabbit hole these days. And uh, yeah. One, one <laughs> I still can't believe all, the whole market hasn't collapsed. <laughs> like two years ago when we first started this show, I think that was probably would have been a prediction yeah. if we had one. Um, but I keep seeing like, I don't know, was it Toads now? Like like a new million dollar NFT product. Uh like yeah. wow, once a month or something. It's like another one. Wow, no wonder everyone's going for it. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, because first it was okay, there's there's crypto punks, and then it was like these board apes came along and the, just, the Fidenza or whatever art, the yeah. The that's even, I think, a little different from the like bigger profile picture projects just because it's more limited supply artwork and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then you had the cool cats come along and they've soared up. And then like those rocks, codes, the rocks, yeah, the rocks were over a million. Yeah. And I think, again, the rocks are viewed more in the kind of meme kind of art type space versus the toads and the, um, some the of cool those rare pepes, some of those rare pepes might be worth a million. Oh yeah, there's the there's home. I bet the Homer is probably worth a million. There's there's all kinds of those. What's the other one? Pegs. Uh, there were I, those. I haven't heard that one, but it wouldn't surprise me. That's what I'm saying. Like, just look keep at this. It. This is a this is a collection right here. Only 103 items. The floor price for one of these, Brian, is 111 Ethereum. I mean, it's it's absolutely insane right now. Wow. There are people right now who would rather have. One of these prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Then let me do some quick math. Then $388,000. So highlight PayPal, PayPal, my money's, uh, my money's tweet there. Yeah. So like there's not enough hedge fund kids. I, I seriously think that this is, it's driven by a big part of it. Like, like we've said before is, um, is by the gamblers. Yeah, is by the poker bros, the the DFS guys, who who got into crypto early because they had to the sports betters. So they just they just ha- naturally have a bunch of ETH. They like to gamble. They got into this space, and it's just a big part of blasting up the market. Like when we had Ricky Dion, we talked about this, and I think he said. I said like eighty percent of the market is us, and he and he's like that's too high. But he but I think he agreed like fifty or sixty percent. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if it was fifty or sixty percent. And then you also just have the old school crypto investors. Like if these guys invested in two thousand eight, nine, ten, you didn't even have to invest then. You just you would just run a note or whatever. Um, they 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 have they have ten thousand e. They're just fucking loaded, you know. Well, that, and I mean, that's true to both like the crypto and the NFT space of just a lot of, a lot of these uh, OG crypto people just have more money than they know what to do with. And they, they think fully in denomination of ETH or Bitcoin or whatever, like they don't even comprehend what US dollars are. They just have so much of this cryptocurrency that it is like casino fun money to them. That, and that was the uh, like the conspiracy theory when we first started doing our top shot as episodes. Yeah. Um, if you remember was, and I'm sure you do. What was it? It was like just, just rich or just, you know, original ETH bros buying up their buddies. Uh, NFT. So like, Hey, we just bought these. All right. Buy it for a hundred ETH. Right. And they just ship each other the money back. Right. That was the conspiracy theory. So it looks like, oh my God, these are going for a hundred. When really these guys are just passing around the same hundred back and forth to each other because they can, they have it to build up the, to build the price. Do you remember this? This is like when, this is like when uh, CryptoPunks were going for whatever, 20 grand or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that, that action now happens a little bit on OpenSea with the bid thing where you can do the like shadow bids, right? Where people, I just mentioned how that can sometimes be a good indicator of the bot offers coming in. Like how valuable is your NFT? What if you have a collection of people that are sending bot offers that make the optics of the NFT look more valuable than it actually is? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, And, and, uh, you know, but like with, you could do both, you know, who knows, but with the, with the uh, the guys who have you know 100 ETH to pass around, um, you can you can shoot something up damn quick if if you guys just don't sell and then start buying something that was two ETH buy it for 50 and then the next day buy it for 75 the next day buy it for 100 and everyone's like this is going crazy I gotta get in on this I gotta get in on this it's the same two guys 
And the funny thing is, is these are the legitimate arguments against a lot of the stuff that's going on. And yet people still want to do like, this is money laundering. You know, it's like, you're not, you're not money laundering through this. Like, but it's like, there are legitimate things to poke holes at, but the mainstream talking, they're like, Oh, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're, uh, killing the environment and you're money laundering. Like those are the two go-to argument. It's like, come on, there's yeah. some actual stuff you could use here, but that's not it. Chief. Right. And also it's, uh, uh, it, it hurts the poor and homeless. I had a tweet. I'd, I did have an article about that. And what's the other one? There's always, it's sexist because women are disproportionately not as uh, into crypto. Yeah. They, they'll have a, they'll have a, some article about, about all this stuff for like money laundering. Like you want the cash. Why would you want an NFT? Like you'd get it in crypto and then convert it to cash somehow. So like you'd use the crypto for the money laundering. If that's what they're doing, they wouldn't go, buy a million dollar punk like what's yeah. the fucking point of that i mean and jeremy is here to get us back on track to the issue at hand and a far <laughs> greater issue than anything going on in the nft world anything in the crypto scam world it is of course cash game collusion it is a cabal of high stakes dfs cash game players that all share the same lineups and conspire to beat anyone who would dare challenge them in a head-to-head -head, brian that's right. It's ruining. It's ruining the game. It's just. It's very similar to the NFT collusion that we just mentioned. Very similar. It's all these these pump and dump cash game lineups. They pump up <laughs> the the bad plays and then they dump them on the peasants while they play the good plays. Yeah, it's funny that Ben Ben better is what we're what we're talking about here. Basically, he started this 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 tweet storm. Uh, he he spanned the whole. DFS conspiracy now. So he the, the whole the whole gambit was uh because first remember the whole interaction we all started interacting with him was because the 150. Yeah, that's how it all one, started. Yeah. The 150 myth. Oh, you know what? He isn't he hasn't got into this will should be the next one. Uh, if Ben, if you're watching this, you could just tweet this out tonight. Is the cabal of 150 users. Right? They're yeah. all working together and then they just get all the combos. And how can you win? All the combos. Yeah. It is great. I mean, it, it, I will say it doesn't help when like Davis references the secret chat on Swolecast because <laughs> then you have people who, who can't put two and two together that yes, there's like a group of successful players that like talk about things and separate yeah. it from the fact that like optimal spit out the exact same optimal cash game lineups across 18 different projection systems. They don't understand the nuanced differences between those two things. And they're like shadow wake a ball in a secret chat. Right. Same lineup put out by optimizers clearly has to be collusion. Yeah, right. Because yeah, he doesn't have you know eight subscriptions like uh, like all of us DFS DGens. So we know the optimals and all the the different um, uh, projections providers. So he's 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 there just grinding himself, like looking at DraftKings quarterback. All right, Kurt Cousins underrated. You're mm. you're talking about the age old thing of we try to juggle all of these variables in our head ourselves. Right. Like I, and it's so funny you say that because I've been doing uh, for Pat Mayo's channel on Mondays. I've been doing a first look at salaries, and there's basically no projections out when I do these because the whole point is like a first look, like it's supposed to get right. out right away. And I, it is like one of the hardest pieces of content I do because like even today when I do the swole cast, I have my spreadsheet up. 
and I'm able to quickly scan for value, for ceiling, and ownership. And it gives me a talking point on every single player, like those three things, points per dollar, ceiling, and ownership. I, I, can, I can have a conversation about basically every player. When I'm doing this first look video, and I'm literally just scrolling through salaries, like Ben the Better, picking his cash game lineup, like I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, I, I don't. And I follow football closely. I talk about it and write about it all day. Yeah. And I'm scrolling through these things, and I'm like, fuck if I know. Like, oh, wow. I, I don't. <laughs> Wow, you just got to turn in your hand build bro card, buddy. Dude, I, I mean, oh, I, I mean, if I didn't have the crutch of my numbers, if I'm just trying to create lineups off the top of my head, my God. Like I, even you, do, I even do it at like at night, you know, like I'll before bed, you know, I, I smoke a little to calm down and I might pull up DraftKings to like fiddle with a build and like I'll hit a wall like after one stack. I'm like, I don't know what to fucking do now. Hmm. I don't got my numbers. I don't got my ownership projections. I can't do this. Wow. I, it's hard for me because I could care less. I'm like, what? I don't care. This guy. Fine. This guy. Like if I'm just going to like, if I'm just going to do one in the beginning of the week, like for as a, I don't know, a dummy or just to look at him. If, I think if he, if he would listen, it's like you just said, you did a show, you know, Blender does a show, right? Like, cause he was, he was, Adam does a show. Like all the guys he's, he's talking about who are colluding. Um, I think we've explained what's going on here enough, right? So there was a tweet by Ben Better yeah. saying that Adam shit my money, um, and uh, Jordan Cooper blender. He played them head to head. They had the same lineup. Sands one guy, and said they were colluding. If you listen to their shows, your show, whatever, uh, even Swolecast builds a lineup. You know, he would get eight out of ten or nine out of ten probably by the end of the week, right? And this is even without projection sources. He could probably, if you listen to enough content, but you add in some projection sources and he should be eight out of 10, nine and 10, maybe 10 out of 10. And that's what the only, that's the only thing these guys are doing anyways. They're one V ones, two V twos. Yep. They're just, a, I don't know this one or this one for the most part for a cash game. That's all. I mean, every, that's why the cash games are so hard to beat now. Yeah. They're all, Cause like everyone's got the nuts. Not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but the point being though, the information is out there. Yeah, not everyone. The information is 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 out there, and it's gonna look like um, I don't know how many years that this conversation's been had, but uh, Ben, it's it's uh, it needs to be a meme. Someone needs to meme that that like. I know. I need to cash come conclusion. Up I, maybe I should do a sequel to the 150 lineups guy jumping out of the trash can. And it was like, <laughs> if I was in the secret chat, I'd win cash games too. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, I don't think I could just. It, di it died out because cash game collusion was the first one. Yeah. So here, well, here's some real collusion things. I don't, I mean, that I'm not sure, but like, I don't play three mans. Yeah. I used to play three mans. Uh, I guess I play three mans on the smaller sites, but uh, I just don't care about those sites really but like um i don't have as much money going on those but um like three mans you can obviously you might like put yourself in a position where you could get uh you know scalped or whatever you want to call it so he wouldn't <laughs> because his lineup would be so different than theirs that they couldn't kind of pin him in or box him in or whatever but like uh so like just why do it just don't even bother um like i said that that's why they switched to like a poker style um, 
uh, I can't, I can't, again, I can't remember what it was called on full tilt poker stars. What was that? Where you, you join the, you join the queue and you just go to seat. And every time you fold oh. fast, what was it called? Like fast fold poker. God damn. I can't you, remember. I'm going to chat with me. Yeah. It's been a while, but yeah, they should switch that model where we all enter a queue and then they just randomly get assigned to a five, you know, whatever, a three man, whatever you want, whatever you signed up for. Um, those that I would probably stay away from, um, Zoom poker says the chat. Zoom poker. There you go. Thanks, Dave. Uh, and uh, I mean, like I said, the, my advice on cash games for week one, whatever we did, like our first NFL show was uh, uh, play with like at least 50 or more opponents, probably 100 or more. And be careful about the 150s. Like that might be made up of a ton of good lineups from people putting in 150s. And play the first, whatever, seven, eight weeks of the season and see how you're doing. I'd also say if you're just starting out, and I, I say this as someone who famously plays one week of cash games a year, but like start small to where you can individually go through your head-to-head. So maybe you say you get 10 head-to-heads and you can actually go through them for the 4 p.m. Uh, slate and look at what kind of swaps. Whereas I know, like, you can listen to Levitan talk on his review pod. He has so much action in play. Yeah. He can only look at his high-stakes ones because right. his time just can't be spent going through every $5 head-to-head to look at optimal swaps. Yeah, that's that's totally true. You could probably set it up uh, like, like a player, especially if he's one of your 1v1s or 2v2s, as a late swap option. And then you just know you're going to swap from this guy to this guy. He's the same price. He's just, you know, a third of the owned. And just just do it across the board. If global you swap. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would do, something like that. Yeah, and I mean, Levitan ends up saying on his podcast he doesn't end up doing a ton of swapping because he starts and goes looking through these lineups, and he's just seeing these really weird lineups that aren't even that duplicated with him. And he's like, I'm just going to let this ride because this yeah. is clearly a different construction. He probably gets a lot of Levitan action just for oh, who yeah. he is. He even admitted uh, on his show this week, he was like, I would probably be a full-time GPP bro now if I didn't get all of this soft cash game action. Yeah, speaking of collusion, if Ben the Better starts putting down like 50K in cash, he might have a he might have a backer, someone who's like, no, let's take all this free action from everyone in DFS is sending them head-to-heads. What a, yeah, where's where was his uh his DFS coaches for the GPPs? Is he gonna get a cash game coach? That was gonna be I only did one tweet on that. That that I was my my original one was gonna be says the guy who wants to collude with Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good tweet. I know. <laughs> Collusion preparing your GPP lineups, okay. Collusion on cash game lineups, yeah, yeah. So good. What the fuck are you do- You are openly trying to collude with Bryce for the past four fucking months. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um collusion in cash games is the worst, says Eric. Is this Ben the Betters? Uh <laughs> no, he's he's been around. Three mans, yeah. Um Ben the Better was on the Crypto Ranger whitelist. Um. Yeah, I'm I don't. One of them fucking Rangers. Yeah. Do you have any traits picked out? No, no. If it's still minting, I hate that MetaMask shit. I might just go buy one. 
what 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 do you mean you hate the metamask shit you have to use a metamask to buy one on the i know it always breaks it breaks on you yeah i don't know never gets on there the oh the yeah the metamask buying's easier than uh switch switching the wrapped ETH for me like that breaks oh, yeah. maybe i should update it maybe it's, maybe they fixed that bug yeah you shouldn't really ever have to deal with wrapped ETH unless you're sending offers offers yeah yeah are you sending yeah. offers for crypto rangers <laughs> i might the uh uh <laughs> i told you i wanted that brick 75 uh nft just bricks oh yeah what was that at what was that priced at and when I tried first tried to do it, it was priced it wasn't priced, but they were cheap. And then I like I said, I think he figured out I was trying to bid it and he listed it 2080. When it was so, worth probably like 0.5. Let's check in on the uh the crypto rangers right now. Crypto Rangers, Flora 0.087, 5.3 volume traded. So it's a it's a ways away from catching the uh, the man's coin NFTs that only well, had two hundred and has eighteen point seven volume traded. I mean, your constant fud on the project is not helping. Okay. Go. Uh, I mean, the the reveal on these is going to be it's going to be epic, Brian. It's I, not I, on uh, rarity yet. <laughs> it probably won't end up on rarity. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, I actually, Brian, the best bit, the best bit you could do would be to buy a crypto rager and change your profile picture to it. I thought about it. I thought about it. I don't know if I, I'm going to change my profile pic though for the, yeah, for the bit maybe. All right. If we get you a galactic ape though, you got to change your, Ugh, maybe I... in the discord, change it in the discord. Ah! Oh yeah, I guess. Although that is supposedly my brand. <laughs> <laughs> Your bread. <laughs> what's Speaking going of, on? Yeah, what? Yeah, no, no, no God, God. I was gonna say, what's uh, what's going on in the uh, the Brian Hooper Discord these days? Not much. Uh, same, same old, same old. I posted uh, ownership for PGA tomorrow, and I got some prop bets up for tomorrow for football. If you want to degen in, nice. Get, get, Can you can you leak one on here? Sure. I need, I need a bet. Give me give me a prop bet. Well, I'm gonna have to. Uh, what do we have? We have Seattle and uh, Los Angeles tomorrow. That's a fun game. Okay. Who we, uh, what book? Oh, you don't, you can only do Bovada, right? Yeah. I got Bovada. I got Bovada. I only have two bets, good bets for Bovada, though. That's fine. We got uh, Wilson passing yards over and, uh, and or his touchdowns under. Okay. Do you, so how do you think about that? Because I see that sometimes too, where I'm like, the bets don't seem correlated. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's played it's played out in the sim, so it should I it should work out. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, why would the over yards match up? But I mean, it, well, let's look here. I uh, it's two seventy five point five over under on Bovada. At least when I ran these, what's it at now? It's I just checked. It's two seventy five and a half, and the juice hasn't moved. Minus one fifteen both directions. Yep, that's where I was at before. So it's only you know point seven point one seven. Uh, value so like it's i don't know i might probably have it at like 280 or 280 88 or something what did you know. say you like the over on the passing yards over on the passing yards under on the touchdowns i mean you could also too here's another thing too especially in, in basketball props is like just don't pick uh uncor you know anti-correlated 
prop bets. And does your, you said under on one and a half TD passes? Yeah. So, one and a half, 120 on the under plus 120. Yeah. I was going to say, is that a, if it was even money on both sides, would that register for you? Or is it because the one and a half over has gotten steamed all the way up to 160 that it's presenting value on the one? Oh, yeah. 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 It, okay. That's exactly what it does is it counts the iterations and then adjust and then adjust based on the, uh, the juice. All right. I'm telling you and I will unsubscribe if either of these fail. <laughs> the show's over. Uh, <laughs> So like in basketball, like an example would be like, I don't know who's let's, let's go um, Anthony Davis, LeBron teammates. Right. So like, yeah, there could be value on both of those overs, but like you don't have to bet on both because it's going to be a little harder if LeBron goes off for AD to also cover. Yeah. You know? So like, you know, you know, keep that in mind, just the correlations on what you want to be betting, but they can, they can still both be profitable bets. All right. This is a fun idea from uh willis here i'm gonna pull this up so we had justin hire willis now too he's got (laughs) justin hired willis uh let's see the over on let me just pull this up and then we can uh we can see we had passing touchdowns one and a half the over was minus 160 and the under was plus 120 yeah Mm -hmm. one and a half was the line all right. We like the under. We like the under. We line up with Brian there. Under one and a half. Implied odds, 45.5%. Actual odds, 47.9%. Good bet, according to the Kelly criterion there. And then let's see. Passing yards, it was 275. and a half and, and 115 on both sides. 15 on both sides. And it likes this as well. So, Brian, the Sims are the handshake emoji on this one like the over there 58.6% uh bet grade good bet nice 11.1 in the Kelly criterion nice to see the sims uh, got together and colluded on these props there you go there <laughs> Who does you Rick go collude with to get these prop picks he, he colludes with run the sims apparently <laughs> so there you go i collude with r um I actually, I, I don't even, I don't see you as a Bill Burr guy. No, I, love, a, I like Bill Burr. You like yeah, Bill Burr? Like okay. Right. My favorite comedian, I guess, like if I didn't have to pick like one of the obvious greats or whatever, would probably be Greg Giraldo. Really? Okay. He died a while ago. I thought he was fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, I like Carlin and a ton and, uh, n- you know, Norm dying. That totally sucked. I thought Norm was fantastic. Norm. Norm was because like I, I think Bill Burr is talented and I laugh at his stuff, but I'm not like the kind of like aggro comedy stuff. Someone mentioned David Tell. Like I, I think those guys are talented, but that's just not my style. I do like the the like the norm is perfectly my speed, where it's a little bit more self-effacing. Uh, I, I don't know. It's uh the losing norm just sucks. I thought he was yeah, one of just the naturally funniest people ever. Me and my brother used to tell that I got my family in a duffel bag here, but in high school, like all the time, um, do you, uh, Louis CK? Yeah. Was great. I love Chris rock with those two, those, those first two HBO specials. Those were so, so good. And like even at, even Murphy, Eddie Murphy's delirious and uh, raw, especially yeah. delirious was those were classics. I haven't watched them in a while though. I wonder if they held, hold up. 
I watched Calvin Quinn's um, his latest, or it might not, maybe it was a couple years ago. The the like the thing about secession actually, which is pretty popular now. Have you seen Have you I seen have, that one? Is that on Netflix or? Yeah, it's like Red, White, and Blue, or Fifty States, or something. I can't remember. Yeah, it's good. Oh, it was. It's interesting. You know, like yeah, like um, it, you know how Carlin like uh, one of my brothers says uh. He's like, he's like, Carlin's not funny. He's just like, he tells he, the truth. He tells the truth and, and it's funny or something. Yeah. He's like, and, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I guess. But he's also pretty fucking funny. Like, yeah. Well, there's, there's kind of like high effort comedy versus, I think that's why I gravitate to someone like Norm, who's effortlessly funny. Like, I feel like I could go out to lunch with Carlin and maybe not laugh at all because he's such a good writer and performer. Like that's where he's doing the heavy lifting where I, I feel like if I went and hung out with Norm McDonald, I'd probably be laughing my ass off for most of the time. Just like, let's think about like Norm McDonald interacting with a waiter versus like Carlin interacting with a waiter, right? Like there's something about Norm McDonald that is just yeah. inherently funny. I think both those guys would be fine. I think they like, even Carlin, I think, crave people to love them and want yeah. to be funny. Where like, um, who's the guy who ended up killing himself? Uh, Rogan always talks about how good Mitch of a comic Hedberg? he was. No, he well he OD'd or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, Hedberg and um, who's the Boston one-liner guy? Uh, White. Oh, right. Uh, right. Yeah. Those two go together. Um, I can't remember the guy. The guy's name. Who's like an '80s comic who wanted to be a star? Anyways, I could see like. I could see some comics like they just don't want to be around anybody. No, but some of them I think are just crazy. If you're just around them, they can't help help it. Ske- yeah. Hey, how about sketch guys? I was thinking of you the other day. Did you like? Have you seen any Kyle Dunnigan's or Shane Gillis's sketches on YouTube? They the name Dunnigan sounds familiar to me. Is he also a stand up? Not really. Okay, I think he does do some stand up, but um, he's mainly sketch. He might have done Upright Citizens Brigade. He might have. That name but sounds very familiar. I'm going to Google it while you talk. His bit now is he does face swap oh, videos, yeah. right? He does. Yeah, yeah, and, um, and now he's doing like full shows, like eight minute shows. <laughs> They're pretty fucking funny. As, as a full face swap, the whole Yeah, show. yeah. And he does, you know, like eight or 10 different impressions. And some of them are pretty fucking good. And I just stumbled across Shane Gillis, the guy who got booted off of SNL before he started for, yeah. right? The Philly for, guy, right? Yeah. yeah philly guy and, and he's got he's got like some of those ch- sketches get like half a million views and stuff i'm like fuck this guy's blowing up and uh some of them are pretty fucking funny yeah yeah the uh richard jenny that's right richard jenny that's who i was thinking of like i bet richard jenny uh probably wasn't pretty fun <laughs> wasn't fun to be around and a lot of these guys were like like Geraldo had a huge drug problem yeah so like the first half of the night it'd probably be awesome, and then like, and then when he's trying to score a coke for the fifteenth time, you're probably like, I gotta go, you know? Like, yeah, a lot, a lot of those comics. I mean, just the kind of, I think it like self selects for what type. So to become a really good stand up comic, you need to put up just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours at open mics, getting on stage, going around town. It's a very solitary activity it's competitive it's cutthroat you're often sitting at the back of bars waiting to get on stage scribbling in your notebook there's resentment and jealousy over you know other people who are successful or getting more laughs like i do think there's like an evolutionary thing for like to become the best there also has to be 
a lot of like hardness and anger and sadness. And obviously that's a generalization and a stereotype and there's many well-adjusted successful comedians, but on the most part that, that like open mic grind, I mean, and, and that's why I like when I first started doing improv comedy, I had done stand up for like a summer and just going to those open mics. It was so depressing to me. And then I was like, at least when I do improv, we're on a team, we're bombing together, we're succeeding together. There was this communal, you know, uplifting nature to it where the stand up stuff, I think, would have really gotten to my head. I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I could see that being like a nice little fallback, too. Yeah. The, the teamwork of we, cause we have second city here. So I've been there a bunch of times and, um, uh, it, it actually, that it wasn't, it, they didn't do that bad. So every, the few times I've been there and, but I could see if they did tank that they could just, you could just laugh it off with the person you're on stage with. Yeah. Uh, PayPal money. Where can I find your comedy work? You would have needed to be at a black box theater in Cambridge, Massachusetts, basically any night of the week from like 2000 to 2015. Release the bootlegs. Release <laughs> the bootlegs. Uh, man's there's a video of man's doing stand up on my YouTube channel. Um, that was part of the reason I started doing content too, because improv was super fun, but it's so ephemeral. You have nothing to show for it. There's no even the recordings of improv, like it just doesn't fucking translate. It's saying like honestly, stand-up comedy doesn't really translate for me either. Like I'll watch some specials. I was watching Norm specials after he passed away and I was really enjoying it. But for the most part, like there's something magical about being in a black box and just experiencing live comedy that just does not translate on Netflix for me. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I do love though. Um, I just love how these guys can make, make livings now, you know, and like they don't need, they don't need, they only need their phone, a fucking face swap app. You yeah. Know? Get you can make a make a good living. Bill Hicks, that's another one. Yeah. Patrice O'Neill, yeah. A lot of those Opie and Anthony guys were were pretty good. And Norton, I like Norton. Like I, he seems cool or whatever. But like, you know, I guess I haven't seen enough of his stand up. But he, I don't put him up there with those other guys. No yeah. offense to him, because I'm sure he's watching and he cares. <laughs> Oh man, this is, this is a quintessential low show. I, I just randomly put a uh, DFS cash game collusion as a clickbait title and tweet. We talk about NFTs for 40 minutes and then we talk about comedy for the last 15 minutes. That that's exactly how a Lulz episode works. Yeah. We, we, uh, we talked too much about DFS for like three shows in a row. We gotta, that was too, way too fucking much. Yeah. Maybe, um, I have a guest booked for Friday, but I'll circle back with you. Maybe you can come do my Friday GPP show a week from Friday if you're around. Yeah. Uh, yes. In the in the mornings. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it'll be like noon Eastern my time. So what is that? Ten or eleven? You. Uh, uh, yeah, eleven. That should work. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um. Oh yeah, Travis. Uh, when are you gonna get Big T on again? I always see him asking. We we'll get Big T on again. Yeah, we were trying to get a. We were thinking about getting a bunch of guys on at the same time. Saturday hang. A Saturday hang, maybe watch some MMA. Yeah, we can do that. Um, unless, yeah, unless the T really wants in. It's got he's got something to tell the world. How about Big T and Travis Petty MMA panel? Yeah, we, we probably should have someone who actually knows Ben the better. We've asked well, Ben the better. We try to get him on. He won't come on. Yeah, I I call I talk to him. 
uh, over Discord, like voice to voice, not just through text. I remember that when you guys were hammering out the uh, the terms of your deal. Yeah, and then he like immediately went to Twitter and sold me fucking out down the river. Like, Brick doesn't want to do the bet. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Um, he sounded like uh, I don't know twenty. Oh, I think he already said he's twenty five. Like this that. lion here wants to know when you're going to record more DFS strategy videos. Uh, huh. Brian would prefer <laughs> that you watch lulls every single week and just try to pick up just a little speck of information. I don't really have a good idea to do like an idea to do anything that would be worthwhile right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's also, I will admit, too, as someone who now just almost exclusively live streams, I have a video that I want to make, a, a comedic video for Twitter, and I've been sitting on the script, and I need to record it. Like, it is very hard once you get into the rhythm of just doing live streams to be like, all right, I'm going to do a script. I'm going to get my outline. I'm going to record it. I'm going to edit it. I'm going to upload it. I mean, it, it it is a massive chore relative to live streaming. Yeah. I just do one take, and then... Uh... Yeah. No, like, I mean, yeah, whatever. I said the wrong word. It's uh, it, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. I don't know how to edit. I deleted Photoshop off my fucking computer. I'm like, fuck. I'm never gonna figure this out. Well, you'd have a hard time editing video with Photoshop, right? MS Paint. <laughs> MS Paint for me. <laughs> well, the whole suite. I had the whole suite. I like the whole Adobe suite. There you go. You need to just get you know wherever you hire your app builders and uh, sim builders. You yeah. can, uh, edit your video. One more person I have to micromanage <laughs> um all right guys thank you as always for tuning in on wednesday nights to lulls you can head into brian's discord where you can find more of those sweet sweet prop bet plays thank you of course to run the sims for being our sponsor it is free week at run the sims so if you liked what you saw this week you can sign up for a free account i believe that ends tomorrow so get it in now you can mess around with the simulator for the showdown slate it, uh sims the entire slate, you can mess with the inputs. It shows you the product owned, cumulative owned for the lineups that are generated and most frequent in the Sims. Very helpful for both hand builders and opto bros alike. I mentioned hoodies. It is hoodie season. You can get a Lowell's hoodie down below. You can even pay an Ethereum for it if you would like. Brian, anything else uh, you'd like to plug here? No, pods should be up shortly. Pods will be up Please shortly. Subscribe. We had like uh we had like over a thousand downloads on the pod last week. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Lowell's is growing slowly but surely. Brian and I have not reinvested anything into marketing. We are just letting this bad boy grow organically. I posted on your, your stream the other day. Does that you, count? You did. Yeah. That, that was the big dick brick and uh big meat Pete. There you go. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Uh we'll see you guys next Wednesday. It's, well, it's just muting you. Let me try this. When I go to press the button, StreamYard's so busted right now. You know why? I bet it's that. Uh, I'll just end the stream over here and you end the stream over there. How about that? Maybe All right, there's no outro music today.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.